Welcome to Pocket Watch Podcast. I'm Zach. Cruz. <laughs> you guys say your name, bro. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> we got Sai in the house, aka baby Naz. Not Nas, Naz. That's that's what he's trading. Uh this this man is big time Forex trader. 18 years old, just turned 19 today. Hit the applause for my man. Yes, bro. sir. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. Big ups. My man just turned 19 today. Uh, um, just to give you a quick little rundown on the stats. This is this is why you need to care about, right? So we got we got uh, uh, sign the house, baby Nas. Uh, started startup account 10k, made 34 million in forex. Uh. One week took him one week to become profitable, ninety eight percent accuracy. So let's get into it, bro. Let's let's. I want to ask you, right? Because we introduced you. This is all you know. Great stats. I mean, and you just starting, right? So you're nineteen years old. Just turned nineteen years old today. Uh, how did you start, man? Because you haven't been doing this very long, right? Like you said, four five months on forex. Yeah, five months on forex, and then five months in the stock market. The stock market was like the first thing I found. Right, I saw that. I saw uh, you. You when you first started off. So when you first started off, how old were you? Eighteen. Yeah, I was seventeen. Gonna turn eighteen. Like I was learning at seventeen, and then as soon as I turned eighteen, I hopped in. And, and, I think I, I I was learning for like a month, like not even a month. Like it was like a week or so and then I turned 18 and I hopped in my first account I didn't even demo or nothing first account in the stock market I just went straight in and and, and when you say you were learning like so you're just doing like research and stuff while you're in school YouTube after YouTube after YouTube hey YouTube University got you paid bro <laughs> sort of kind of I mean um everything now from YouTube, I think is a lie, but you know we'll, we'll get into that. Later. Yeah, man. So, so all right. So, so you're 17 years in school. You're watching YouTube videos. So, why, why when you turned 18? Because that's when it was legal for you to do it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you turn 18, you're legal to do it. Did you ever have plans on doing anything else? Um, I was trying to figure everything out. Like I was doing like all types of e-commerce businesses and all types of stuff, and it just wasn't working. And then some lady told me about uh, the stock market. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just give this a shot. Yeah. Damn. It, so, so you so you said you started like e-commerce business and stuff? It just wasn't it wasn't working for you, huh? Yeah, the whole drop shipping thing. I did. I tried starting up at YouTube. But everything kind of took time. And at that time, like, I was trying to figure out how the hell I was going to, like, move out. But and, and it sounds like you had like that entrepreneurial mindset, right? Like you weren't thinking like, let me go to school and get like a corporate job or nothing. You were just trying to start your own thing. Yeah, because um, I got kicked out at 10th grade. So it was like from there, it was just like, no, no. Word. You got kicked out in 10th grade? Same with, same with me. <laughs> I did. I had same shit happen to me. Damn, bro. And then I started. I started working like a nine to five, and I was like, you know what? Getting money is a little bit better than going to school. Word, bro. Did you finish high school then? Mm-mm, not at all. Really? Oh shit! So you dropped yeah, out of dope. high school, huh? Mm, yeah, you can say yeah. Well, I mean, given the circumstances, kicked out, kicked out. Yeah. Oh, you got kicked out. Yeah. 
God, so so damn, bro. That's dope, Ooh, though. I like that though, man, because that's a low of the low. That's where that's when people that's that's a like a turning point where people will either go the wrong way or go fucking balls deep and and get what they gotta get done. Yeah, and it kind of shows that like, God damn, it doesn't always matter about like what kind of what kind of things you have behind me, you know, like behind yourself because you you didn't finish high school, but here you are still pumping out thirty four million and shit like that. So like at the end of the day, it's not really. Hell no. It doesn't, like, speak volume, you know? don't mean shit, man. I mean, it it means something to a certain degree, but, I mean, look. Look at side. Like, this is crazy. what you're going for. Yeah, man. So, god damn. So, so so during that time, you realize, like, all right, I ain't working. I don't like this 9 to 5 shit. I'm trying to do my own thing. Um, So, what made me think about that was the day, I think, I think the day I woke up and my boss like called me like 15 times and she was like, I'm late to work. And like my phone was blew up and I didn't get much sleep. And I was like, bro, I can't do this. I can't do it. No, hell no, bro. I mean, and especially like if you're going to be up late nights, it's it's like on, on your time doing something for yourself. My checks used to be like $300 a week. I mean, every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, where, bro? So, so how did you manage? How did you manage to come up with a 10k to start your account? Yeah, man. So you started. I saw you said you like like at first you owed money, right? To to Robinhood and Webull and and some where else? What was that? Public. Yeah, public stock um, stock exchange. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah. How'd you get into I, that? I was I was working two jobs at the time. So I was working at Walmart and I was working at this like medic medical warehouse or whatever. Both was paying like seventeen dollars an hour, and I kind of just stacked bread from there. And then um, when I started the stock market, I did a thirty k account, not a thirty k account, a three thousand dollar account, and then I started trading that until it got up to like roughly um, one point two. Really? Yeah. And then from there, my boy. Um, he was like, you should do Forex. Then um, he was at the warehouse. He did Forex as well. Um, he, he, how did that go? Yeah. So he told me, he was like, bro, you should really do Forex. And I was like, bro, that's Forex is a scam. You know, like, I just see a bunch of scams with Forex. And I was like, no, I'm not really interested. He was like, bro, just test it out. So, like, um, we hopped on TradingView, and he was trading Bitcoin. I said, all right, I'm going to just do, like, a little paper account on TradingView and see what happens. And then if I like it, then I, you know, I'll do it. Yeah. So then I started the account, the paper trading account with a hundred dollars and turned it into like uh, I think it was like twenty one point four million. And he was like, bro, like he was shook. Like he was like, bro, if you don't get into Forex now, and then that's when I started the ten K account using the money I made from stocks. And then to to make that to turn a hundred dollars into twenty one, you said twenty one million, twenty four million? Yeah, twenty one point four. Twenty one point four million. Were you doing option tradings, or what were you doing with that to, be able to get to that point? It was it was in ten minutes. It was in ten minutes. Yeah, it was in ten minutes. So, so, so how did you manage to do that? Was it like an option trade, or what was it that made you go up so high? Um, it was a scalp. Like uh, I was just scalping back and forth, back and forth, like on like the five minute time frame. I mean, not five minute, the five second time frame, just going scalping and then oh. going full margin every time. And what's scalping for people that don't know what scalping is? Uh, any trade, I feel like any trade under 10 minutes. If you take a trade, place a trade, and you get out of the trade within the 10 minutes, I feel like that is scalping. Yeah. Just okay. getting a small partial move. Sometimes scalping could be like 30, 30 
your point moves or something. So you're going in on there for 10 minutes, just going back and forth, back and forth, just going crazy. And then you turned that. Yeah, and- it was going. Yeah, it was something like that. You could say it was oh. one minute. It was like I did it all in 10 minutes. It took like 10 minutes to do that. Wow. So like one minute of doing it and then watching it go crazy. No, he's saying that he was kept buying and sell, kept buying and selling in the ten minutes, kept buying and selling, buying and selling. It went up to like, uh, it went up to like ten uh, k, and then ten k went to like a hundred, and then a hundred went straight up, and it was just it was going up from there. And then by the time I was done, it was like ten minutes worth of trading, and I was like, man, that was pretty easy. He he was like, he was in complete shook because we was on Facetime. He like he had his mouth wide open. He was like, bro, you got to do this. That you built for this. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, bro, you gotta do this. Damn. So, at what point? So, so how do you owe these people money at, at a certain point, or like those companies or whatever? Okay, so what happened was um, at the time I didn't have money, so like they'll give you an instant deposit without taking money out of your account. So like they'll be like, okay, how much do you want to deposit? You'll be like, uh, I don't know, one k. Right. But they don't take it out of your bank account until like five days later. So what I was doing was I was taking out like as much as possible, as much as they let me, like 3K, 5K. And then I, I was thinking, okay, if I just take this and make the money, then, you know, everything will go well, you know? Like Damn. if I take, if I say I have 5K and I flip the 5K to 10, then I just have, I just made 5K with no money. Like I thought it was pretty smart at first, but what I didn't know is I didn't know how to trade. So I lost it all. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. And then when it came time for them to take the money out of my account, then I didn't have any money in my account. So now both my bank account was negative and my freaking trading account. Oof. And then then that little experience you had going to Forex is what kind of pulled you out of that? Like doing those things? Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. Damn, bro. Dude, do you ever, like, like at this point now, right, like doing, like, a lot of you have a resume. You have a lot of success to show. Do you ever use like pop prop firms or anything like that for like leveraging and stuff? Mm-hmm. No, not really. Uh, I do account management, and that's kind of just me, basically. Like I haven't used my money in so long, but uh, I help. I like helping other people, so I manage accounts most uh... of the time. Okay, that makes sense, then. Yeah, because when I was going through your screenshots, I saw that like. The balances were changing drastically in different ones. So I was wondering if you were like managing other people's accounts or if you were doing prop firms or how it was going about for that. So that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just basically, once, I, once that last, like, I want to say, like, that last withdrawal I made, which is like 9.4, 9.4 mil, uh, I stopped trading my account. Okay. And then, so, so whenever you, um, so like whenever people want to do like let's say if somebody want to utilize your services, what do you do? You charge like a percentage, or how does that work for for that? Uh, most I like doing fifteen k and above, but if you do have somewhere around five to ten k, then I'll trade it. We do a fifty fifty profit split, and then it needs to be vital markets and the broker that I use. It needs to be the broker that I use because I'm so familiar with the the lot sizes, so I know what to use and how to play with the margin and since. Cause some people I've tried to manage their like broker and like it just it was all bad. Yeah, and, and what what broker do you use? I use Vital Markets. Vital Markets. Not promotion. 
Yeah. That's interesting. I never heard that one before, so that's interesting. That's cool. And do you think that's the best broker for like most people to use, or is it just good for you right now because what you're doing? No, it's it's, uh, it's it's got high leverage, so you can play around uh, a lot. The lot sizes make sense. They're not crazy lot sizes where I know some people have like where their ten lot is like only like a dollar move. So it's like for me, uh, a zero point one is like a dollar move. So that makes sense. And then the standard is a hundred dollars. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's so dope. for some people, it's just it's just confusing. No, yeah, that makes sense. You can you can you can trade with smaller part uh, part uh, like margins, and then um, so for you, I'm trying to think of like what I was gonna say. I completely lost it. <laughs> well, as I was, so because you mentioned before, right? Like because you said you you started all this with like YouTube University and stuff, right? And like at this point, you like mentor and teach people and stuff, or no? Yeah, I do actually. I do uh, mentor a lot of people. Uh, this one guy, I taught him for like one hour. Now he's making, I think the last time I seen his statements or whatever, it was like 1.7. Wow. Okay. And have you ever had, yeah, so go ahead, go ahead. No, I taught him for like one hour. His account was at like $100. And then the first day I taught him uh, that day, he made like, uh, I think, uh, 1.2K. And then like he disappeared on me and came back like two weeks later, roughly two weeks later. He was like, "Sorry, bro. You changed my life." And then he showed me his bank statement. And I was like, "Bro, oh, damn, damn bro. that's dope. That's dope." And then, um, like, let's say if somebody uses your services to like have you trade for them for that, have you ever had like a a, a part where like somebody's lost their like their like pretty much lost like the majority of their wallets for that? And like, how is that handled if that, something like that does happen? Um, most of the time, they are like. Um, I would like give them a percentage of what whatever was lost, but at the same time, they do have to sign a contract where it is where they are in full responsibility. That if it does lose a lot of money, it was an investment. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Definitely makes sense. But I wasn't sure like if that was like something that like happens often or something. Like that. If it's anything over two twenty k, then uh, it will be reimbursed in a sense. Not the full twenty k, but it'll be like fifty percent reimbursed. Okay, that makes sense. Dang, bro! So you're giving people game with like within an hour that's changing their life. And what's yeah, your ultimate goal? Your ultimate goal is to start your own firm or something, right? Or your own? Yeah. So what I want to do is start a firm where there's going to be people to come in, show me that they know how to trade just a bit, to where they where I know where if I give them money or capital up front that they won't blow it and then i would take a percentage at the end of the month and then whatever they have is theirs yeah what what so it'd be like for me five percent will be taken out for me and then they can have whatever else and they start them off with a 20k account yeah yeah and what do you think you have to do to get there like because you're making big money right now you know what i mean like what do you think is the number or whatever you need to get set up before you can start actually doing that because it sounds like you could pump out a bunch of freaking badass forex traders like nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, what I think personally is my community. That's what I focus on heavily. Like I focus on that more than anything is the community. Yeah. So that way, uh, when I first start out, boom, instant ten thousand. You know, instant ten thousand people trying to work. Yeah. So you're trying to build up your community to a certain point too. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, because you're on the lives, you're doing the posts and shit like that. People fuck with you, man. Like, and and I'm new to forex trading, so I'm I'm like like you said, you know what I mean. Like for the most part, you see it as like a scam, but man, that shit's getting big. Is and it's blowing up. We just had a guy on before talking about all the pros of like forex trading. You could do stocks and and stuff like that. It's not just like currencies or whatever. Yeah, for sure. So is is Nas your best? Is that like your go to? Yeah, it's the only thing I really trade. If really? No setups, then I'm, I'm really not trading anything else. Really? Yeah, for sure. And what what is NAS? Like, what is the, what is the, the stock or the... Currency. Uh, the top 100 uh, tech companies. So it's a tech company? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's all, all 100 of them. So every, every one in the... I guess you can say in the stock market. Ah. Such as like... I believe Tesla, Microsoft, Apple. And you only trade that. Why do you only trade with Nas? It pays. It pays. When I tell you it pays, bro, it pays. Really? Unlike the Forex currencies, bro, it does not pay. Like, like, just, hey, I'm telling you this now. Nas pays out more than any Forex currency. And is that because, like, the volatility of it that is, like, always dropping and changing has, like, such massive changes? Is that the reason why it pays so well? Mm, not really. It's just the contract size and what they what they charge to trade. So, like, with ah. currencies, you can you can start, like, a $10 account and trade currencies. But with NAS, it takes so much capital. Like, it takes, like, $80 to trade it. And then, and like, I don't know how to put it. The lot sizes that you use, it, it just, it pays out a lot. I don't know how to go in depth in that, but yeah, it pays out a lot. Damn. Mm, that's interesting. Yes. And can anybody trade that? Or do you, is there certain requirements to trade that? Um, some brokers, it will be like US 100. Some will be like, uh, what else? Like NAS 100 or NASDAQ 100. And then I think the requirements, I know from my broker, you need like $80. Oh. And that's pretty much it. Damn. Oh, okay. But if you do that for like eighty dollars, be careful because like if you take a trade when you only have eighty dollars on NAS, yeah, you're gonna be screwed on that margin. Yeah. So and, like, have yourself a little bit of room because it is volatile. Ah, uh, okay. Damn. And and even when you manage people, other people's accounts, you use NAS. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> okay. Um, just a couple of days ago, I turned somebody's 15K to um, 100K in, like, one day with NAS. Just NAS alone. Really? Yeah, for sure. So I got to get this man, like, 10K with us. Yo, where, bro? <laughs> hey, and, and, and to use you, you just go to your website and stuff, and you could, like, like register or something like that? Or is it strictly, like, um, DM message or something like that? So um, I do have a team set up for that. Um, you can just... I got a Discord link in my website, so it'll be it'll be the first thing that pops up when you click on my website, tradesbysai.com, yep. and then you just go to the Discord, create a ticket, and then the team will help you and assist you from there. Damn, that's dope, bro. That's, that's super dope. And what's crazy, man, is like, so like you're 19 years old playing with big money, man, doing big things. Uh, how do you, like, what are you doing right now, man? Like, it's your birthday and you're doing, like, a fucking podcast. You know what I mean? Thanks, thank you so much for doing it, And by the way. But, like, how do you deal with all this money and stuff like that? And, like, and it seems like you're focused, so that helps. But, is like, what, what what's there for you right now? What are you thinking, man? What's your crazy purchases you've been making? 
<laughs> um, so just got a Richard Millie for like one, um, two hundred forty three thousand. It's in my bag right now. Really? You just got one? Yeah, not too long ago. Like it was Tuesday. Damn. Oh yeah. Is that is that one of the reasons why? Because like I was noticing whenever I was scrolling through like your Instagram and stuff like that, especially with this live, is that one of the reasons why you don't really like show your face a whole lot? Because you don't you don't want to like get be like a target and show. Is that one of the reasons why? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Cause like I, I was watching. Yeah, that was one thing I was really big on, just not showing my face. But then, um, then I don't know how many people know Q Banks, but then Q Banks kind of uh, went on his live talking about me or whatever. Cause there was a DM sent to him talking about me. Some some guy was saying, "Oh, you should check out Side Trades by Side. He's pretty dope. Eighteen, this and that, this and that." And then Q texted him back. He was like. Um, this guy's just another Instagram trader. Um, he doesn't show his face. He might be a phony, this and that. And then after that, not because he said that, but just proof to him. Just not even proof to him, just to show everybody that, I mean, I don't have a problem with showing my face. It's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you got a couple posts that you can see and shit like that. But, like, even in your stories, it's it's like, it's all third person. Like, you're yeah. kind of, like, not... Not showing yourself and not low key is dope because it adds like that mystique, you know what I mean? Like, do you kind yeah, of you yeah, fuck with sure. it for that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, bro, it's, it's it's a cool little thing. And at the end of the day, the content wins, bro. Like, as long as you like your community follows you and fucks with you for what you do, like your trading and shit like that, and like you could get by with just that, man. Like, at, 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 at a certain point, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, you know, because that, that does kind of feel like, like, especially with Forex trading, right? Like, a lot of people thinks it, think it's a scam. So, it's like any little thing they could attack you with, that would be one right there. Yeah. Kind of take it away from them before they talk shit or after. Yeah, that's the only thing they can really attack me with. Oh, he doesn't show his face. So. Yeah. Damn, bro. So, what's the next moves, man? What's, what's, what's the next big plan for you, man? Or is it just business as normal? Business as usual? Business as usual. Right now. Um, nothing too crazy yet. N- not going to say it's not, but there will be some vlogs coming out soon. Hey. I know people want to see like band alive and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Um, you got a YouTube channel. What do you put on your YouTube channel? Just tutorials on how to do things. How to trade, basically. And then the thing is with that, I don't know what to go so it's going to be like only vlogs coming out from now on because there's only so much to teach you in Forex. Yeah. You'll see like other YouTubers that have like hundreds of videos. Dude, there's, there's, there's not that much to know about Forex that needs a hundred videos. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm being so serious. Cause to you, and especially if you're only trading, like if, if you specifically trade into like one, one type of stock versus like dabbling into all the different currencies and everything like that. I can see yeah, that definitely. And and why why like so to you it's like I got the blueprint, I got it's like it's pretty simple. It's just about what, like staying consistent on certain key factors. Yeah, not of you egotistic, but I feel like I got the whole blueprint, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like to the point where you can't even put more videos out because you're like, I that's it. Like if this don't help you Damn, bro. So and and do you think do you feel like forex the forex market especially nines and stuff like that is that uh like do you find that more scientifical or is it like 
because that's what it seems like. It seems like you got a science to it more so than even doing research into the like, the company or the stocks and stuff like Scientifical. that. Typical, right? Typical is insane. I don't. I don't do too much research on it. I just. I just trade. I literally just trade. Oh, oh, so you're not like analyzing the charts and so like that. You're just kind of like just kind of whatever you feel or something like that. Or do you analyze it and you just consider that part of the trading? I I analyze the charts. I do do that, but then when it comes to like uh, the news and stuff, like I take that in consideration, but I don't go too heavy on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's interesting. And then like kind of um for like, for like the accounts that you trace by that. So. You, you you do a lot of trading for like other people so that so do you kind of like do it as like a bubble you do you trade all of them the exact same throughout like basically like everything you trade them all at the same type of time same type of moves or do you trade each and in, each individual account differently um i trade all of them it, it depends it depends on what's going on so today i only focused on one account because today was pretty um today was pretty it was it was a good decent day but I wouldn't do it for like a small account because today it was pretty volatile going up and down. Yeah. So when it comes to like uh, certain accounts, I focus on like a good move. Like so with a small account, I will only focus on moves that will be just straightforward going either up or down. And okay. then with bigger accounts, I can kind of play around with whatever's going on. Yeah. And to kind of come to kind of like go off of that. So like if, if you're if you're so consistent with it and you're like really good at what you're doing for that, um, what what makes you not want to be like the greedy type and only trade your accounts and not want to touch other people's accounts? Because technically you can just you can just build your portfolio to essentially infinite if you if you have the blueprint down and lock like that, you can continuously build it on like a week to week basis and to the point where it just exponentially keeps growing. But instead you decide to put your time into other people's account and growing it. What what makes you want to go to other people's accounts instead? I mean, because either way, I'm gonna get paid. I'm not really a greedy person. Either way, I'm gonna get paid. Um, basically, that's basically it. Either way, I'm gonna get paid. Yeah. So I'm not really too greedy on it. So, so you look, do it. Look, we gotta, we gotta think about it. Four four thousand is still good money, honestly. Yeah. In a sense, it's just still good money. So it's not, I'm not gonna be selfish trying to get like, I'm um, using yeah right here. So I'm not going to be selfish trying to get like 50k off of my account when I can just do somebody else help somebody else out and do like uh you know 10k off of their account. Plus, if you're good enough, it's a way to kind of use other people's money to get a cut. You know? Yeah, and that's that's what I was going to go off of that. Yeah. Is so like so you're you're doing you're do, you're using other people's accounts and you're you're doing um like 50 50 profit splits. And what makes you want to go that route versus going to like like a prop firm? Because if, if it's for the money, you can do it through the prop firm and you can make with a like 60 to 80 percent profit off of those. You know what I mean? I don't have the leverage. The leverage is the only thing. If the prop, if the, um, prop firms had the amount of leverage that I have to play around with the money, then I would definitely probably do that. <laughs> but I know that some have like one to 100, one to like 10 or who knows, like some low leverage and I can't play around with the lot sizes. And then I have like certain risk I can't take, but I'm, I'm a yeah. really risky trader. So, so what level, what leverage do you trade at normally? Um, I trade off of one to 500. One to 500. Okay. Ooh. That's what Perry, yeah, that's so what Perry was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it, it will blow your account, but you shouldn't be taking like crazy trades 
Uh, you shouldn't be taking trades that don't make any sense because I know most people – trading is really simple. You you wait for the right area where you know price would do either one or two, buy or sell, wait for that area, see what price does at this area, and then take the trade. You shouldn't be taking trades out of like just hopping on a chart being like, okay, it's going to sell. Just just get in a sell. That's not how it works. You got to wait for the setups and wait for when whenever price is going to tell you what it wants to do because really most of the time price is going to tell you what it wants to do. If it's breaking a support, then it's most likely wanting to sell. If it's breaking resistances, then it's most likely going to buy. That's basically it. Mm. And it's crazy too because it's like if you got the signs down to a certain point, let's let's maximize the let's maximize the risk everywhere else so I can make yeah. make as much money as I can. Yeah, and and this man says it like yeah, sure. this man just says it like oh you know if he's freaking points of resistance and you know blah blah, blah. And like the average person is just like freaking out trying to find those points but like I feel like that's like that's where. That's where like the skill comes in from is being able to read those consistently and be able to tell exactly where the points are. Cause you can even, you can, I've been through like, I've watched a bunch of videos, people talking about it for that. And like, I've watched it and I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is a point where it's breaking resistance. And then it's like, no, the fuck it's not. So like, like what, what are like ways that you, especially with the NAS, like what are ways that you find to be able to know for certain that like it's breaking those points? Um, so the first thing, uh, whenever it comes to marking charts for me, I feel like uh, I know this is one YouTube lie. I, some people are going to bash me about it, but I don't care. <laughs> um, a YouTube lie for me is support and resistance has to be touching more than three times in order for it to be uh, support or resistance. That, to me, is a lie. As long as price gives you a reaction off of an area, like so like it makes a big impulsive move, uh, it's coming up to a resistance, then it makes a big impulsive move to uh, to the downside that lets me know that area that it rejected is a resistant. Yeah. It doesn't have to touch multiple times in the past. Most most of the time it does, but let's say like with NAS now, we made new lows in the market. So in order for us to know what was the support and resistance, we basically go off of what price was reacting to. So that's one thing for me. And then for how I know that price is fully breaking above or below a support or resistance is it has to build structure under. I know some people wait for breakouts, but breakouts sometimes the quote unquote fake outs Mm -hmm. um, because most people mark it up, mark support and resistance based off of a line. So they'll like have a straight line on their chart or like they'll have this this very thin line on their uh, chart. But then they'll like they'll see it on their charts and price will break above that little line that they have. But that's not true. Support and resistance is, in, is an area. So like when it comes to a support, you got to know you got to take in consideration that, OK, anywhere in this area, price will either break past it or it will buy buy off of it. So whenever price gets to like a support or resistance, let's say support, once it gets to that support, you want to look for bullish momentum. Don't get in just because you see. Don't get in for a buy just because you see a status support. Yeah. Wait for price to start creating higher highs off hmm. the support. Or when it's at a resistance, don't sell as soon as it gets there. Wait to see if it is going to start selling. Wait till it start building lower lows, lower highs. It, and that's the art to it, right? And And... So, like, and w- quick question too: When you're talking about these lows and highs and support and resistance, what kind of time frame do you use on this? Do you? Um, so I mark everything up on a four hour, and then when it comes to just uh, watching out for whenever price because I don't care what it does in the middle. So, like, I don't mark up my chart 
and the four hour and uh I go from there. So, like, if my resistance is, like, 300 points away or my support is 300 points away from where price is at, I don't care until it gets there, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't care because most people try to get every single move. I'm focused on 500 points, uh, 700 points. I'm looking for those bigger moves off of these bigger time frame uh, support and resistance. Ah, so most like- people trying to catch these 100, 100 pips. I mean, that's cool. That's good money. But you're going to stress yourself out doing that. Yeah. Huh. So you're gonna stress yourself out trying to catch those bigger moves when you're trying to predict what's trying to happen there when price on the higher time frame is literally gonna smack tell you what to do. Yeah. So you use that four hour time frame and it kinda gives you a better story. Yeah. Do you do way you, better story. Do you use any other like like sites or, or systems to help you with the to check the um resistance and support or anything like that, or do you just strictly use the broker? Or would you uh, just trade on? trading view. That's it. <laughs> trading view. Just yeah. trading view. Yeah, just trading view. No indicators, no nothing. Just trading view. Damn. Plain old chart. See, but that's the art because, like, the science is what you were just talking about, right? And then there's there's yeah. certain ways you could tweak the science, like the time frame you use and, and how you react and stuff. But actually, like, the how you react, that's the art of it. Like you said, don't sell. Like, don't get scared. You know, don't do this or the amount of risk to use around it and stuff like that. God, that's yeah, sure. that, that's the difference, man. That's the difference. I guess and it's a way. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're it's good. a way. It's a way where you will never lose because listen, if you do it just like that, if you enter in off the higher time frames where price will either have to make one or two decisions, if you're wrong on the one decision, that means it's obviously doing the other. Yeah, so it's like once it gets to that support level, let's say you went in for a buy because you just you just thought it was going to buy. Let's say it breaks that support and it keeps selling. That only lets you know that price is going to sell. So switch your bias. Hurry up. Because most people don't know how to get out of a trade. Yeah. And switch their bias to the different trades. They always. So with me, I never try to predict the market. I always react. So when people ask me, what do you think NAS is going to do? What do you what do you think this is going to do? I tell them every time, bro, I'm just waiting and see what it does. Because I don't uh, even though I'm a profitable trader, good trader, whatever you want to say. I don't know what the market is going to do. I just have a good speculation of what it's going to do based off of the higher time frames or just reacting off the market. Yeah. And that's, that's most the... people try to go in. Yeah. Most people try to go in and just, it's going to do this. It's going to do that. It's going to do this. You don't know what it's going to do. Right. Yeah. Cause when you get into that game, it's not as consistent versus reaction. It's like, I'm, I'm going off of data right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like, it's like you almost, you wait for, because I, 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 from what I'm following, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like you pretty much kind of going back to like the points for that, like the breaks and stuff like that. So like let's say you wait for the you wait for the break of resistance, and then as it's climbing it, and you're like, okay, for sure this motherfucker broke resistance and it's actually climbing. That's when you get in, even yeah. if you even if you lose a little oh, bit of profit. Wow. Easy buy. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense because most people try to catch it at the at the breaking point and then you say instead of me trying to fucking predict if it's going to break right here let me wait until this shit breaks and just ride the climb out if and you're then, wrong yeah exactly yeah exactly you just wait you wait for it and you ride the climb out and then you lose a little bit off the off the back end because of it but you make a more consistent and like reliable trade for that right yeah and price moves zone to zone so it's like it's not most people say it's going to reverse in the middle like it's, it's going to reverse on them most of the time when they say it reverses most of the time, it's like uh, they didn't mark up their chart right, mm. so they didn't mark. They didn't. They didn't see an area of support when it was coming. Like it was selling off, and then 
out of nowhere, they see that it bounced back up to the upside. They probably didn't mark up a support that they didn't see. Sometimes you will have to go back and look in the past and see what happened back in the past. But most of the time, price doesn't just reverse out of nowhere. It hits either a support or resistance and then reacts off of that. Hmm. Okay, that's dope. That's that's interesting. Yeah, because that's kind of like a different approach. People try, most people try to, I mean, if people try to get in as early as they can, but you kind of wait for like that security before you get in. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. So if it's, it's break, if it breaks one support, boom, it's selling. Get in for a sale. It's going to. I'm I'm telling you this now. Back test it. Whatever you want to do, it's coming to the next support level. It, it might take its time. It might take a, a day or two. Who knows how long it's going to take? That's the market. But it's coming to that next zone. As long as you're entering in in a good area, because most people will try to get in in the middle, and they'll like it'll probably come back. Let's say uh, price will okay break the support, and it's going down a little bit, and then it starts making a pullback up to the support for a retest or something. Most people will be in where it created that low the first time, yeah. And then when yeah. it comes back up to retest that support, they're like, oh shit, I'm in red, it's buying back up, and then they get out their trade, bounces off the support again for a retest, and comes back down to the next one. And they're like, damn, the trade went my way. You know, like, it's just price creating, price is creating, it's selling, right? So when price is selling, it's going to create lower lows and lower highs. People say pullbacks. If you think about it, when price breaks a resistance, it breaks out, that's the high it made. When it's coming back for the retest, that's the low. High, higher high, and that's the higher low. Once it comes back up um, off that resistance, it creates a new high. That's basically it. Boom. That's the science. That's it. Everybody, we could. Hey, you fucked up, bro. Oh. <laughs> Chris, 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 lose his whole savings right now. Yo, now. you got me ready, bro. You got me hyped, dog. Let's go. I'm coming for you now. Yo, that's dope. But, but two things though. Uh, for somebody, for somebody like me, right? Uh, I do. I dabble. I do a lot of safe stocks on like Fidelity and stuff. I dabble. I like to mess with like Robinhood and stuff like that. So. First question is why do you think it's be- is best route to switch to forex and then B um for those switching to forex and new in trading if you had like one tip to give them what what would you say First I feel like forex uh dang I say this like I didn't trade stocks a, co- a couple months ago but uh <laughs> forex is good because you can only make money in the stock market with when price is going up. And I was doing penny stocks at the time. So it used to take like 80 cent stocks all the way to like $4 and make hella profit. Yeah. And uh, that was the only way I made money is if the price went up. So with Forex, you can make money both ways. You literally can make money both ways. So it's like you have unlimited opportunities. Yeah, and it seems like opens up a whole nother. Because I I messed with forex long long time ago, but um I it was kind of a little bit confusing me because I was used to doing traditional style stocks, and something that was confusing with, with me was like the whole buy or sell thing. But I think like that's kind of like the equivalent to like option trading when it comes to stocks. But I feel like it's way more simplified than like what you would traditionally use on like a traditional broker system like Fidelity or E-Trade. So, that. so I think that might be one of the reasons why it could be a good option for people who are starting gowns for that, especially. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because um, you can make money off it coming down. Go ahead. 
with stock options, I feel like stock options, you can lose a lot of money in stock options more than, I mean, it's, it depends on your risk management, but I feel like you can lose a lot more money in stock options than you can in Forex. Yeah, and it's stock also, options is pretty volatile. Yeah, and it's also different too because depending on like when your contract expires and depending on what you did, you can sometimes get out, sometimes you can't versus Forex, you can get out any time, right? Anytime, anytime when you're losing money, boom, get out. And, so and, and, the and, thing and with stock options. Hmm? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and don't, like, they won't charge you like a penalty for getting out early then, right? Yeah, facts. Okay, so so. Uh, with stock options, you literally have that. You're signing, you're basically signing a contract saying, hey, I'm going to hold this contract all the way into this day. And if you're if you're not making if that contract's not making any money, you're kind of losing money. And then when it expires, when it basically gets down to like freaking uh, five cents a contract, your contract, you're basically fucked. You lost basically all your money, depending yeah. on how much you got in for. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so, then it's like it's worthless. Safer. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then for those switching to forex, what do you what do you think? What's the one tip? What was one thing you could tell yourself when you first started? Um, first use, um, don't go stupid crazy. If you don't know what you're doing, don't get into the market thinking you're going to make a hundred dollars into like a million dollars in like a day. Yeah. Just because you see everybody making big numbers, stick to what you can do at that current time. If you're, you've got a hundred dollar account, if you've got a hundred dollar account, it's okay to be making $10 every trade or something, making $10 a day or something. Because you want to know why? Because if you can't consistently, if you can consistent, that's all it is, consistent. If you can consistently, consistently, damn, I'm saying this like a million <laughs> times. $10 every single day, bro, you'll be at $1,000 real soon. Then you'll be able to make $100 a day. And then it'll just go up there. And then you'll be able to have like a 10K account where you can do like, uh, yeah, who knows, like 1000 every single day. Yeah. Yeah, you can always use a and like if you're doing consistently like that, you can always use a prop firm to get a little bit of extra money to help you out if you're that consistent with it too. Yeah, that too if you want. The thing, I don't, the only reason I don't like those things is because like they they limit you to so much what you can do. So like I feel like once you get that account, you like yeah, you have a little bit more capital, make a lot more money, but when you do something wrong on that account, that's kind of you just fuck. Now you got to start over. Yeah. Now with okay. your own personal account, if you fuck up on a trade, you can just fund yourself back up. Hope you don't fuck up that bad, but <laughs> then you can just kind of, you know, fund yourself back up and then, you know, go from there. Like, yeah. so, like, if you started out with $500 and lost, like, I don't know, half the portfolio, lost, like, you're down to like $200, let's say, then you can, you can still build from that. Nobody's telling you, okay, your account's done. You can't trade anymore. Yeah. 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 So Makes you'd sense. rather cons- stay consistent, fuck, fuck everything else. As long as I stay consistent, I'll start messing with the leverage and and do it my way. Yeah, if yeah. you can stay, if you consistently win trades, look, you can literally keep building your account. And then you know you can win trades. Then it's like you can just up your. What I like to do is, I, whenever I believe in a trade, I do put a little bit. Of, I put my money where my mouth is. Honestly, when I believe in a trade, I'm like, okay, boom, it's gonna do this. I, I just. Look, I'm gonna tell you this now. I go straight in. <laughs> Look, it's gonna do this. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's my mindset. Because if it doesn't go my way, then I'm gonna just get out. Um, then I'm gonna just wait for the next setup. Yeah. If it doesn't go my way, then you know. Yeah. But if it does, just know I'm gonna be in high return. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so for you, like, let's say, let's say you have like a, like a, like, like you have a move that you really think is going to be high chance of success. What percentage of your portfolio are you willing to throw into it? Don't try this at home, 90%. <laughs> Damn, boy, you risky. Just right, right after my man's like, yo, do what you can do, be conservative, but be consistent. He said, don't try this at home, 90%. And this whole <laughs> fucking story is about being risky as fuck, dude. Oh, my God. That's funny. As soon as so he when started. I started my 10K account, when I started my 10K account, my first trade was on, uh, I think it was, no, let's let's skip ahead. Let's just go when Ty was really making the money, so. I think I had like 10,500. 10, I took some baby trades making $20, $100. And then once I figured out uh, about NAS, my first trade, I went in full portfolio. And that same day from 10K went straight to 21K. Mm, damn. Damn, bro. That's beautiful right there. And then and I was like, baby NAS bro. was born. <laughs> yeah, from there, it was like, bro. You can, if you really just watch out for what you're trading and don't trade like dumb trades, you can really make a lot of money believing in them, like putting a little money on the line. Yeah. But then from there, I went from 11, 11 went to like 30, 30 went straight to 80. I made 40K in one day and I was like, I went to the bank that day. Uh, funny story. I went to the bank that day and the dude didn't want to cash me out because he said, he said, I'm black, so I can't make that much money. Ooh, damn. You should have sued. You would have made forty. You would have made forty thousand dollars in a couple of days. Wait, bro. <laughs> Even if made a couple yeah. of mil, probably. Damn. I was trying to cash out a check for like forty five thousand dollars. And you were like eighteen years old. Yeah, I'm not gonna front. Yeah. I look not not even talking about like like your ethnicity or anything like that. But I look suspicious. An eighteen year old coming in, money was just deposited to his <laughs> bank account. That shit. <laughs> money came in his account that morning. Eighteen years old, never had that much money in his account before. He's like, "Yo, let me let me get that forty five k cash." Yeah, it's not it's not like you're doing like some some <laughs> right now. <laughs> that sounds like one of those little those little paycheck uh, those little those little check scams when people are depositing that shit and withdrawing the same thing. <laughs> you know, that's what it sounds like. The homie was like, "Nah, you ain't gonna catch me lacking this now time." I think about it. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Nah, fuck that, bro. Fuck that shit. Get your bag. <laughs> That's funny, though. Damn, bro. And and you've been spending crazy lately, too. People ask you what you do or anything like that? Uh, Yeah, a lot of people ask me what I do. Um, They'd be so, surprised. So I, spent, I spent like 1.5 on just all clothes and just shoes. Clothes and shoes. And 1.5 mil? Yeah, for sure. Guys, yeah, crazy. Now let me ask you a Just question. Like great designers and stuff. Hell yeah, that's crazy, crazy. So, so what is your what does your parents think about this, bro? Um, how should I put it? Didn't tell them quite. They know, but they don't know. They don't know how much, but they, you know. Really? Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, so they right now, I want to say they believe I make. Um, roughly a hundred k. I want to say around there. They don't know about the whole thirty four and the crazy numbers yet, because the only reason. Um, so mm, it's gonna get a little personal. My mom has this boyfriend, bro. I do not like this dude. And yeah, he, yeah. He's a he's a user. I remember the first encounter with with me and him. Me and him with money. Uh, I gave him like a one point two k. It was like the last I had in my check. And then never seen it back ever again. Mm, he's like, yo, let me borrow that little homie. 
Damn, <laughs> yeah, so I, I give I give my mom money here and there, uh, whenever she needed, whenever she wanted. Uh, I give my mom money, but when it comes to just saying how much I make, I don't say anything about that. So they just oh, think okay. you're making like good money, like a hundred k a year. That's good money. That's great money. Like, oh, good for him. He's doing what he's got to do. But yeah, for sure, they got no idea. This man's got a whole Discord and a community and fucking <laughs> this craziest stats I'm ever. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got them all blocked on Instagram. I'm sorry. Hey. Damn, he's like, I got some moms blocked. <laughs> and, and, and what happens if your mom finds this podcast, bro? Yo, side blocked oh, his what? mom, bro. That's crazy, <laughs> bro. <laughs> that, I don't know, man. If they find this, I don't know. I might have to run away or something. Hey, run know, away. Yo, put Sai's mom in the comments or something. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no, it's just fucking with you, bro. That's hilarious. Yo, that's crazy, though, man. That's good for you, though, because you know what? At the same time, you're helping them, right? Yeah. And and you're still yeah, help, sure. you're helping them no more than anybody needs to help their parents. You know what I mean? And and, and I I don't know. Like I I think you're still young and you're still growing at the same time, right? Like it sounds like it's like I'll tell them when when it's time. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You still growing sure. and shit, man. This is new, right? You started five months ago. Yeah, it's five f- months ago. Like you still. This is still the year recap we're going through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's also another YouTube lie. I feel like some people would say it takes like two years to uh, figure this all out, to figure out how to trade. Honestly, it shouldn't even take not even, not even bashing people who's been trading for a long time, but I'm just saying it shouldn't take any longer than like a month. If you like, so what I like to do is um, when it comes to fixing problems or fixing mistakes, I like to fix them instantly. Most people don't have that self-discipline to, like, fix whatever they're messing up with as soon as possible. So, like, let's say just uh, the first time when I was telling you about how I was instant depositing money and losing, like, all my money because I was faking that I had this and I didn't. I, I instantly changed that. And I was like, bro, I can't make money this way if I'm losing the money when I don't have it. So once I fixed that, then I think the next one was my risk management in stocks. Uh, so I was like um, – Basically using all my money without prior knowledge to what I was doing. Yeah. And what do you mean risk management? Like how you approach it? Yeah. So when it comes to – there's a different way I like to look at risk management. When it comes to risk management for me, let's say – let's just use Forex since we're talking about Forex. Uh, When it comes to a trade, yeah, I'm going to put in a lot of money to – like I'm going to put in a big lot size, a big leverage, big margin, whatever you want to say. But – I know that if the trade is not going to go my way, if I'm looking at it, if I'm going there for a buy and it's creating lower lows, that's let me know it's selling. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not exactly. going to sit here and just, I'm not going to sit here and let it eat away my account. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, I'm not going to hop in crazy trades using a big lot size for no reason. I'm going to wait for high quality setups yeah, in just... order to put a big lot size on. So you have to know when you can like put a bunch of money on the line and when you just, most of the time, if you're not putting big money on a trade, honestly, you shouldn't even be trading because it's like, what's the point of even going in for a trade if you're just going to make this little bitty amount of money? Yeah. Even with a small account, if you're if you're if you know you can make ten dollars a trade off your hundred dollar account, but you're trying to fit in like trades in between instead of waiting for the big move, it's just like, what are you doing? You're just literally wasting your energy. Move move that weight around with confidence. You got to st- strategize and learn the science, but then when you're ready, you got to move it around with confidence so you can make some profits, right? Yeah, for sure. Because if you're trying to get those small moves, it's like those small moves won't matter. Well, 
It depends. It depends on what you're trying to do, honestly. Because I know we do have some scalpers. We got swing traders. Um, but when it comes to like for me, I just like to look for the big moves because that's where the big money comes in. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, bro. That's dope, man. But I mean, my man's proving all these YouTube theories wrong. He's telling you, yo, it's gonna. It don't take no longer than five months to make millions on the forex market, man. <laughs> My man's getting the community together. Check out his Discord. We'll put his website and stuff in the uh, description below. The description below and stuff. So you guys could go check him out. My man is real. 98% accuracy. Perfect person to follow and kind of learn from if you're trying to get into it. I'm definitely going to start doing that shit. It's, it's been... <laughs> appreciate it. Bro, anything else you want to get off, bro? No, just everybody make sure you, you know do what you got to do. Yeah, man. Check, yes, sir, yes, check, out, check my man Sai out. Uh, it, it's this is just the beginning, so this is gonna be crazy to watch you, bro. Appreciate it. Don't don't forget us, us and don't forget about us later on. Yeah, when you make <laughs> like hundreds of millions. If, no, if, when, I, <laughs> when I seen when I when I seen like I seen like because uh, I normally this crazy because I normally don't check Instagram DMs anymore, but then I seen like uh, I seen somebody where y'all was like join the podcast, and I was like, hold on, what is this? Yeah, so I yeah. and I was like. Started checking y'all out. I was like, okay, okay, I might, I might try this. Hell yeah! So is, is this your first podcast then? Yeah, this is my first podcast. Hell yeah, hell yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So they're waiting. They're waiting on y'all. We're waiting on y'all to drop the video now. Bet. Let's hell go. Yeah. It, it'll, it won't be this Monday, but it'll be next Monday. <laughs> next Monday. So not this Monday, Let's but go, next Monday. Bro. All right, bet. Hey, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push that shit, baby. We got yeah, side sorry. on the episode, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks yes, a lot, sir, man. Yes, sir. You want to do the weekly fairly no success with him on? We'll end it. We'll end it, and then we'll do it. All right, bet, bet. That works out. Yo, thanks for coming on, bro. No problem. All right, man. We'll let, we'll let you know when we're dropping. Next Monday. Not this Monday, next I Monday. Bet. All right? All right, bet. All right, bro. All right, bet. Take it easy, man. All right, cool, guys. Yo, so we just had Scion. That felt like a phone call episode. Right? Yeah. It was. It was yeah. and I feel like when we edit it, you'll see now if yeah, you're exactly. it or whatever. But we can make his face small because he's not putting his face. Yeah, exactly. I, he didn't really he put like a um I don't even call that but almost like an NFT picture almost. It made me think though we could do that more, right? Like we could just call it we could get guests via call in but not do a full episode. Like that we had to do a full episode. That was side. This man's fucking this yeah. he, this is a beast. He deserved a full episode. But it's something to kind of think about. I like that shit. Yeah, uh, good. But we're going to close this up. I, I wanted to do weekly success and feel like just us because it's a phone call. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want him to kind of sit on the phone and listen to us talk about that shit. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that works. It's different. But uh, we'll do weekly success and failure. All, all I know is now that he just cut off, I know that like 90% of our watch rate just shoot. Because <laughs> he just left 90% of our watch rate oh, just dropped. Yeah. But yeah, if you guys haven't already, like, follow, subscribe. Word. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your mom's friends. Tell everybody. Um, if you're on uh, the Block 105, go ahead and you guys can uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at Pocket Watch Podcast. We drop these uh, on Mondays. You guys don't hear it till Wednesday, so you guys can slide over there, start listening to our stuff earlier. If you guys want to hear something from us, you guys can go ahead and hit us up. You guys can request topics from us or anything like that. Um, but other than that, I think we're ready to get into the uh, yeah. Let's weekly do let's success do and weekly failure. success and failure, man. Uh, Success for me, weekly success. Uh, I feel like, and especially, thank God, bro. Like this, if he if he would have stuck, and he didn't deserve that because it was only literally like five minutes late. Like really, five yeah. minutes late. But we do all this setup and shit, and then like he wasn't responding, and I was like, damn, bro. But that's why 
for me, it's a success, right? We had Sion, Sion Williamson. Uh, no, <laughs> we had Sion on the podcast. We got another another one dropping that we probably just dropped last week. We got a lot of things cooking. Uh, my man Corvon or whatever. I mean, some of his clients. We're 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 doing some things behind the scenes. The, some via marketing, doing all this shit, and I'm kind of proud. Merch of, coming soon, yes, real real soon. We, we got the shirts in. All that we gotta do is we just gotta uh, press them and get them ready for you guys. So we have that. Hell and if yeah. you guys are listening and you guys need any merch, let us know. We can go ahead and process that for you guys. We've already started processing merch for people. So if you need anything done, you need hats, shirts, uh, bags, cups, mm-hmm. glasses, engraved glasses. You pretty much name it, we can do it. But if you guys need anything like that, feel free to hit us up um, so we can go ahead and make any of that custom stuff for you guys. We can pretty much do everything except for embroidery. So we take care of you guys mm-hmm. and get everything rocking for you. And high quality, good pricing, fast turnaround times, you know, whatever you guys want. We can we can make it work. That's all. Yeah, but for me, that was the success for me, right? Was I feel like we're doing everything we kind of wanted to do yeah. one year out, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, I, and I've been really excited about, like, what we're going to look like next year. Cause we're putting in some fucking work, yeah. And I'm and it's we're we're seeing the fruits of it. You know what I mean? Like like the viewership is getting more consistent and stuff like that. And I'm proud of us. That's a success for me. Big facts, big facts. Uh, failure, something I've been starting to work on towards the end of this week. But because uh, last week, I think I think it was last last week. Even though yeah, it's last week anyways. Because we're dropping it last week. Because we're dropping that one before this one. I talked about one of my failures is patience. Uh, I I haven't been dealing well mentally with patience as far as my career and life and stuff like that. And and it's crazy because, like, my failure this week, I feel like the thing I really needed to work on was being more content. Mm. Not content. Content's a bad word. Grateful. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's what mine's going to be down the line. Right? Yeah, that's going to be where mine is down, too. Yeah, right? And I feel like I haven't, uh, like, that past week, I'm talking about I'm not being patient. I'm... I feel like I'm trying to make moves that I, I know I probably shouldn't make. And it's all about just trying to get to the next level as fast as I can. And sometimes you could hurt yourself that way. And I was kind of thinking about that, but I was still frustrated. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, what's the root of this? Like, what's going on here? And it, I, I haven't been grateful for my situation, my the opportunities that I have had, you know. And, and honestly, when you're working so much and you're doing so many things, six months feels like a year. It feels like yeah. two years. You know what I mean? And yeah, you definitely. don't realize, like, damn, bro, just last year you were... You know what I mean? Like talking about a whole nother life change. Yeah, exactly. And it's like relax. It's been one year. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're doing great. Whatever. I I've been working on that this week. Where I'm like, you know, let's let's just focus on what's good right now. Yes, it, that's why I don't like content. I like grateful. Yeah, exactly. Let's be grateful for what's going on and what you got going right now because that shit starts to feed off. Like my boss even had a conversation with me. Like, hey, what's up, bro? Like, yeah. Like it's nothing with your work. It's nothing like crazy. I just want to know if you're okay. Like, like yeah. are you happy here? You know. And it was, and I, re- and thank God I was practicing contentness. Yeah. Before that meeting, because I was like, no, and I, like reassured her everything was fine. But I know I was like, I have been frustrated though. Yeah. But I worked on it myself, you know, and it be working on being grateful was a big thing. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, so my weekly success um is that. This last week, man, I've I've been eating healthy. I've been uh I've been exercised for that, so that's good. It's definitely been helpful because my girl's been like trying to eat more healthy for that, so it's been kind of rubbing off. She's been cooking more and shit like that, so that's nice. But my um my failure, man, is kind of like kind of similar to yours, but it's just like this week, man. And if you guys have been following the podcast for the whole time, you guys know that I have 
weeks, man. And, you know, like whenever I first started, it was like something that I really had to work on was like not knocking myself down. Um, like with various things, like I, I always, always pull myself to the super high standard. And even though I'm doing so good, I still have moments where I'm just like, damn, man, like, I feel like I need to do more. And I have moments where like, I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not where I want to be or where I need to be and all these different things. And, um, definitely this, this last week was, it was hitting me pretty heavy and it was a lot of thoughts that I was having, like, oh, I need to do better. I can do better and all these different things, even though. I've been doing good and like you were just saying like the last yeah, year like what right. we've accomplished man but like still like sometimes I just get in that moment where I don't even think about that and that's where that's where I definitely got to get better at so that's definitely my uh, my failure with that so yeah that's it bro let's do it man hey great episode thanks for tuning in keep fucking with us we got big things planned behind the scenes keep supporting us cause we're just gonna make you proud yes sir Paco watch out out <laughs>